What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John, and with me as always is Daniel Terry. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, 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 because I am having the art of neurosis. Yeah, you were actually talking about that a while ago that I should check that out. Uh, I'm going to yeah. play a fun game. I have two uh, beers from the same company. I have a, a Blackberry Cobbler. That's a sour with a... That's a pie, John, not a beer. Uh, yep, but it's a beer uh, from Martin House okay. Brewing. And then same with the other one I have is a lemon icebox pie. It's a lemon sour ale with graham crackers and lactose. What would you like to lactose. see me open on, on this? I mean, open up the pie. Well, they're both pie. Open up the blackberry pie. All right. Let's see how this goes. There we go. Holy shit, that's really good. That's got a really nice graham cracker flavor. It works really well with the lactose in it, too. I don't think I've ever tasted graham cracker. In, huh. Wow, that's really good. I, You know, it's funny. I've been saying Mark uh, has been sending me all these sour beers and so forth, and a lot of them I'm just kind of like, eh, that's, that's okay. Um, this go. actually is actually a really good one. And then uh, for those who maybe have saw our socials the last couple of days, I have uh, the remainder of my Evan Williams Patriotic. Uh, Ooh. Or half gallon, whatever the fuck that is. So if you see me, see me drinking out of this guy, that's what that is. For those watching at home. On the next episode, uh, I am going to be trying this Casimir's. I can't Casimir. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's a Baltic porter. It's like chocolate Ooh. caramel. I love so Baltic be, porters. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting to see how that how that goes. It's a little it's a little floofy for me. So you know, we'll see how it goes. Speaking of things that are not floofy, this episode's guest is Chris Garza, guitarist of Suicide Silence. Uh, this is really fun. Um, they are basically just killing the game right now as far as what to do during a pandemic and how you can be a band in it and uh yeah they are actually i think it started today as of when we're recording this so a couple of days after uh, you'll hear this but uh they started their world tour their virtual world tour uh just quick plug you can go to ssvirtualtour.com get tickets if they are in your quote-unquote area it's a geofenced uh live stream so if you are within the area that you can stream it uh, you can check out the show, and it's them doing a show, uh, Q and A, skits. Um, sounds like it's a really all immersive uh, experience. So I uh, definitely am looking forward to trying to check one out if I can. Um, but I mean, I mean, as as we kind of joked and said with Blasco on the Instagram live we did a while ago, these guys win. I mean, no one else has done this. Closest you've seen is like those drive-in. Uh, drive-in shows and just the basically empty venue shows but i mean as far as being able to tour quote unquote and internationally these guys have got to figure it out yeah this is this is crazy really and uh just the amount of just the way the way they've just kind of um circumvented the norm i guess so to speak well it definitely makes me wonder like will we see this even when touring comes back because i mean like some of the places they're hitting aren't places that bands usually financially can go to. So maybe this is a way around that uh, to do something, you know, really cool for the fans abroad that, you know, maybe won't get to see them in a traditional sense. Right. This might become a new avenue for bands uh, to do something kind of cool when they're home and it doesn't really require a whole lot. Um, I know there's probably a lot of things that got to get ironed out. You know, I, like I said, I think tonight is the first night they were doing their shows. Chris was, uh, doing some Instagram lives earlier this morning and, uh, seemed like, you know, everything's going pretty well, but I, I haven't been able to see a feed. So I, who knows? Um, I'd be interested to see the feedback and what people thought of it, but as a whole, I 
I mean, like, I just can't say it enough. This is such a just out of the box way to think of how to fix and alleviate the I can't tour to make money. How do what do we do? And it's just so fucking ingenious. <laughs> yeah, no, this is cool. Uh, something else cool I noticed, uh, and this is not really Suicide Silence related, but the uh, I noticed that Under Oath is doing a series of concerts uh, where they're going to play. I mean, it's going to be a live stream. It's not going to be a concert, but, um, you know. But uh, they're selling, like, tickets to the live stream. Um, and if you get a ticket, you can also, you also have the option to order, to pre-order vinyl releases of the albums that they're playing mm, i didn't see that so part. yeah yeah so it's uh so yeah it's gonna be so you can buy like a it's like 70 bucks it's like actually really on the cheapo um for three records it's it's for define the great line chasing safety and um that other one lost in the sounds of separation um so yeah i mean for 70 bucks to get those three records i mean they're they're hard to get on vinyl anyway so um, I thought that that was that was really smart. I was like, yeah, they're charging for a live for live stream access. That's kind of, I mean, kind of definitely makes sense, but uh, definitely really different. But it was cool that they're offering up like the vinyl as well as you know tickets to the live stream. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, I've been noticing like uh, Emery looks like they're going to do a re-record of "I'm Only a Man" and put that on on vinyl, uh, which is my favorite record of theirs. Um, the new vinyl for their latest record just looks like it's just getting ready to ship out as of some instagram photos and so forth and i just saw fit for a king actually is getting ready to put out a record uh in about a month yeah i mean it really doesn't seem like things are slowing down much um at least from my perspective i mean yeah the live portion of things is slowed down obviously and by slowed down i mean stopped completely um but yeah like so many so many great releases are coming out just this year and um I think it's good. I mean, I got that. I mean, we got what Testament, Lamb of God, um, the American Arson record that just came out is really good. Uh, um, New End. Oh God, yeah. So I mean, like, there's so much stuff, and there's something even better. Um, something even better that we'll get into the next episode that we can't really actually talk about. But just you know, keep your eyes and ears open. And without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Chris Garza, and we'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> I have the pleasure of talking to Chris Garza this morning of Suicide Silence, who are about a week away now from doing their virtual world tour. Uh, gotta say, uh, actually, I think it was about a week or two ago, uh, Blasco from Ozzy's band uh, and I were doing an Instagram Live, and we basically came to the conclusion that you guys have won the pandemic and how to work around it as a touring band. So uh, this is a brilliant fucking idea. Um, how did this idea come about? Honored. Uh, well, the idea from our longtime manager at Jerry Club, which he's basically like our sixth Beatle. And uh, it was actually his idea. And uh, we didn't want to do any, like, we didn't want to do anything because of the pandemic. You know, like, like we didn't want to do any, like, knee-jerk reactions just to make, uh, just to stay afloat. You know, I would rather be broke and and just not tour, you know, or, ju or just, you know, I don't want any knee-jerk reactions. So when 
when he came up with this idea, we're like, whoa, that's that's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely then, is. Then, then we fucking attacked it. How long did this take to work out logistically? Because, I mean, even thinking about it, I mean, Blasco, Blasco had more of an idea, obviously, given the fact that he, you know, is a manager and kind of tours and so forth. But I know when you guys announced this, I was just trying to figure out, like, how logistically do you even start the process of making sure that you can do all this? That's the big question. And uh, everything is is happening in real time. Like we're, we're, we're literally, it's like, like all like the, all the small things, there's so many small things. I can imagine. <laughs> you know, you know, and there's no one to call, Like there's no, there's no roadmap. So we're all just figuring this thing out. And, uh, on, on a daily basis for the past few months. And it's, it's definitely something that, that you can't just hop in and do because, because it's happening. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's a lot of hard work. And, uh, so yeah, we're, we're still trying to grasp the, uh, the whole idea. <laughs> Have you guys done any, like, dry runs of this? Uh, so this tour starts in a week, and uh, yesterday we just moved in to the rehearsal studio that, that we're doing it in. So I think by today we're probably going to start doing some something because we're, we're almost done with the whole setup, and then we're going to, you know, but we're, we're lucky with the, with the people that we have involved with this whole project, you know, everyone that's involved is literally like has been involved with the band for like literally like, like a decade plus. So our circles are very, very tight and they're all, they're all the best at what, at what they do. So that's, that's making things a tad bit easier. So this might be a stupid question. You know, I know from booking shows myself that, you know, putting on a tour, you know, obviously there are show proposals and so forth. And basically you're submitting, uh, you know, for dates and so forth in different markets and all that kind of stuff. Is there kind of the same thing going on? Is there a promoter of sorts that's kind of working with you to, to you know, make sure that these things are maybe through social media, uh, marketing and so forth, uh, kind of acting as promoters? Or is it just straight up like you guys picked uh, markets that, you know, thought would work or based on online polls and so forth? And it's kind of very DIY from you guys to figure out where you were going to go with these. Yeah, well, we we picked all the dates based out of uh, uh, dates we had to postpone with Ginger and like the and and the Asian run we had it with Slipknot. We had to pretty much like postpone those. So we wanted kind of to target those territories first, and then yeah, it it is a combination of us and local promoters that have like you know that could just post something, you know. So. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all happening in real time. So yeah, we have uh, obviously promoters that that are friends that are probably just posting like some, some pictures here and there, and that's and that's a big help for us. You know, part of the thing that's interesting is you know how immersive of an experience you guys are making this beyond just the actual show. You know, doing as it's saying, you know, there's going to be some uh, creative skits, and you know, you guys are doing Q and A's yeah. and you know merchandise and all that kind of stuff that you're doing with this to treat it as much like a, a real show as you possibly can. And I'm kind of wondering with yeah. the skits. You know, is this an aspect maybe that you've always wanted to to bring out and, and incorporate somehow into the band's content, but maybe just didn't have a, a vehicle for it uh, initially? Yeah, and uh, I'm really curious how this whole thing's going to evolve. But yeah, it's uh, it's basically like it's uh, evolving to what will part of the future will be is uh, Suicide Silence TV. Mm, okay, and uh, and just from basically what I'm, you know, obviously we're all watching live streams and uh, kind of gathering what we don't want to do, which we know. I, I don't like watching like I don't like watching a live stream. I, I think it's fucking boring to be honest. So uh, so 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 you just can't like just just play and then go home, you know. And that uh, to me that's not worth the the uh, ticket. But if you kind of make it a, a uh, experience and people can 
interact. And uh, then once people see it, it's going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I. It's it's just interesting, you know. It kind of reminds me of a lot of things I've seen over the years. Like, start part of that kind of reminds me of like uh, the corn and stained and mindless self indulgence tour way back in the day, where they partnered up with uh, Spike and Mike and did like cartoons kind of between. Dude, that was sick. I, dude, I, I saw that tour. Yeah, and so this when I saw that, I kind of was like, oh fuck, this kind of feels like that that corn sick and twisted tour where it's like. It's your attention's never like, well, fuck, I guess the band's, you know, it's tear down, set up, changeover thing. I'm going to go get a beer and, and piss real quick. It's like, no, there's shit you can still do and be entertained by in the downtime. And to me, I, I kind of think that it's interesting that I, I'm kind of surprised more bands haven't tried doing that even in a live setting where there's kind of something keeping your attention at all time to get more bang for the buck. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I I think we were actually ta- talking about that show last time we uh we chatted yeah uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like when, when you get older or even especially when you're young you actually kind of do things subconsciously that you've learned from you know your your heroes so i guess like things like that we're doing now kind of like maybe have been inspired for like past things that you see you know, maybe that that tour you know inspired something without even knowing you know it's just yeah it's crazy yeah uh, yeah having like things go in, in between songs if you kind of think about it, it that's been done before. Like, uh, if you if if you think about like uh, like live duties, like you watch like Slipknot's like the disaster pieces, or like or like the Family Values ninety eight. You know, I love like watching like a couple live songs from like from the band, and then they'll, they'll they'll like they'll like go to like some funny like backstage stuff that's just dumb, but but it's funny, and I, I love seeing it as like you know like a twelve year old kid, and then you do like. Then you see like 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 the empty arenas. It's all like a behind the scenes. They go right back to the uh, live show, and kind of maybe maybe it's just a, a modern version of of that. Yeah, it definitely kind of has similar vibes potentially at being something akin to like the uh, Pantera home videos from you know our youth. Totally. What uh? Totally. With this actually being filmed and a lot of the things I would assume being pre-filmed to kind of in uh to go along with the the full presentation. Is there plans yeah. to kind of make this eventually a quote-unquote live DVD that fans will later on be able to purchase after you're kind of able to maybe put it all together like a live DVD where like, man, this show, fuck, we were so on, you know, and kind of piecing together a full experience and maybe even kind of a behind-the-scenes of the everything kind of happening. Is there plans to do that, or is that anything you guys have talked about? Yeah, there's there's things being talked about. And as far as, like, the shows we're doing now, that's pretty much, like, it's all going to be one one-time thing so it's very uh exclusive but uh maybe something we could do right after the tour maybe we, we could film one and then who knows but as far as like as far as like these dates that are up right now it's definitely 100 percent like a one-time thing if, if you don't see that show then like you're probably never going to see it again but uh maybe after these dates we'll like we'll film something that you know like everyone can see at at uh at uh, some point being the fact that you guys are going through this and you know i i feel like there's a lot of people who are going to watch how this plays out um do you think that this is going to be a viable option maybe for you guys or people in bands in general basically to do something like this in between tours to hit markets that maybe you're not financially able to you know especially overseas uh to do that currently and maybe have this be a way to kind of reach an audience that you're you're not able to uh currently yeah i mean it's obviously you know i can't you know see the future but uh you know it's very open for it to uh, evolve into whatever it's going to evolve in you know and uh you know as as we're talking you know i have an iphone 11 in my hand 
you know, talking, I'm talking to like this rectangular thing, you know, <laughs> I'm sure like 20 years ago, this seems pretty impossible, you know, so those, you know, uh, you know, cell phones and iPhones that, you know, that, that shit ain't going to happen. Sure enough here, I have one in my hand. So, uh, at this point, uh, it's the gates are wide open and all we did is pretty much like run through it and we're figuring this all out and doing it the best we can and making it sick. And uh, that's, I think it's going to evolve into something pretty special. And uh, we're, we're honored to be like the front runners of, of, of this whole thing. Do you feel like a lot of other bands will probably follow in your footsteps and we'll start seeing more of these virtual world tours start popping up once yours is done? <laughs> uh, well, if something happens once, it's bound to happen again. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't be su- surprised you know, and, uh, and, you know, if, if this is like a, you know, a new, a new way, then uh, so be it. That's, that's cool. Honored to be a part of it. You know, I, I don't really recall anyone being shitty about this, but was, I mean, it's, it's fucking the internet. So I would imagine someone's going to fucking shit all over it, but was, of did course. you receive any like much backlash about this or was it really a lot of people just being like, wow, this is actually a really fucking good idea and there's nothing to bash. Cause why would you bash something so smart? Uh, especially given the fact that everyone else is just like, well, fuck it. I guess we can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, from, from my, from my circle of peers, it seems like everyone's kind of supportive of it and you can't really bash something you don't really know you know no one, no one really knows what's like normally knows what's what's about to happen neither, neither do we so it's uh, <laughs> it's so it's so fresh of an idea like you, you can't just really go out and say like it like it sucks because no one really knows what 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 they're saying sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny one of the other aspects that's pretty cool about this, I think, is uh, the fact that you know you're allowing the fans to partake uh, and requesting the set- songs for the set list. Uh, have you been seeing some maybe like really deep cuts that maybe you've been like, "Holy shit, people want to hear this"? Yeah, uh, we've been re- rehearsing prior to even going into the studio, uh, like songs that like if someone can call out, we'll, we're going to be able, able to play it. So yeah, we've been going into some some deep cuts from the older from the first record to our brand new one. Like we've been like doing like but the deep cuts that we haven't even played live ever and um that, that we uh that we enjoy playing so yeah i think uh someone calls out a song uh, we're going to be able to play it and that's uh, probably something that you like couldn't do in like a a live live show you know it's funny because i know like one of my favorite bands is every time i die and i know that they have a quote-unquote set list you know it'll be on the stage with them but they're more oftentimes than not you know i've seen that band like they'll kind of huddle together in between a song and you'll hear a song, and it's yeah. definitely not what is supposed to be next. And I know that that band kind of prides themselves on being able to do an audible like that and just kind of be able to play whatever yeah. based on whatever the room or the vibe is kind of hitting you with at the, in that moment. And so I'm kind of wondering, yeah. as a result of you know maybe you guys taking the time to learn some of these extra songs that you haven't thought over or haven't even played maybe ever – do you see potential maybe when you go back to touring in, in general that maybe you'll kind of allow for a little bit more spontaneity like that and maybe not be so locked in onto a, a traditional set list? Yeah, I mean, as far as us, yeah, we kind of need to have a set list so things run pretty, not smoothly, but there's just songs that people want want to hear and that you, you just got to play. Like, and uh, and we're, we're blessed enough, we're, we're blessed to be kind of like a band that has like a, a larger list of songs that you just got to put in the set list or people will get pissed off, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, you know, people pay, people pay their hard earned money for, for a ticket, you know, and, 
and I know like when, when I see a band play and they don't play some songs, I get fucking pissed. <laughs> 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 but man, I fucking, I mean, I drove, I went, I got in the shower, I put on clothes and I drove in my car and left my house to go see you guys. You guys didn't play my fucking favorite song. Been there, man. <laughs> and I, I definitely don't want to be, you know, that band that, that, that doesn't play those tunes. And, you know, it's for us again, like it's just a blessing that that is, that is like a large chunk and it's hard. Every set list that, that we make, it's hard to take out songs. Cause oh shit, like we, like we want to play this song. We got to play that song. It's uh, it's tough. This is kind of a really stupid question, but I mean, you know, we were sort of just talking a couple minutes ago about the, you know, the internet and backlash and people always just shitting on things, just seemingly to do it. Have you gotten the typical, Oh, what the fuck? You're not playing insert whatever city here, even with this in this medium. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you, like you're you're always, you're always gonna get that, and sometimes like, which dude, it happens to me all the time. Still, we're like, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a band would, you know, let's say like I'm jamming Hatebreed, like I, I get I get in, I, I get into my my Hatebreed kick, and they were and they played L.A. like the night before. I'm like, dude, what the <laughs> fuck? How did I not know that? And then like I'm always just like waiting for for them like to come back. So yeah, I mean I I I totally get it. Of like someone says like you know oh come come here and like you were like just there like a week prior. You know I mean it, it happens. You know I think you might be one of the few people I've ever heard that actually understands that argument a little bit. Where you're like fuck I didn't know they were there versus usually everyone else being like come on man I was just there like. You got to do your part get too, it. like that. You know, you're at least willing to own up it. as the as the fan of a band and being like, I fucked up and <laughs> and not putting it back onto the band. Dude, totally. It's all yeah. I mean, uh, it happened to me recently with the uh, Dave Matthews band and a band like that I doesn't tour often. So like, I remember I was on like the Dave Matt Matthews kick and uh, they were in LA or in uh, SoCal like a week prior. My like, fuck, and I know they're not going to be back for another three years. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, man. Other than Dave Matthews, this might be a, a fun, odd question. What is a band, like a bucket list band that you maybe haven't haven't seen or haven't gotten to see in a very long time that might surprise people that you're into? Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, there's Dave Matthews band, obviously. Uh, a big one I want to see is Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they just got back uh, John Frusciante, which is one of my, he's one of my favorite guitar players to definitely top five. He came back like six months ago. So that I cannot wait till till they come play SoCal, and uh, that that that's gonna sound heavy, dude. Out of curiosity, have you ever thought about doing a different project? Because it sounds like in the two times you and I have talked now, you've mentioned so many bands that are not in the style of what you're known for. But I don't really recall ever seeing you play uh, in a band or doing anything that would kind of be more in some of these. I don't want to say jam bands, but you know that's they're kind of loose yeah. jam bands between Dave Matthews and Chili Peppers to a degree. Is is that something yeah. maybe that you would like to start eventually? Is maybe kind of doing like a, a kind of jazz funky kind of band down the road? Totally, yeah. I, I'm not sure about the style, but uh, yes, doing like a side project or some other project has been on my mind. But then once I put my mind to it, I'm just I just end up playing like I'm so just oh no, just engulfed in suicide silence that like once I I'm always writing th- those kind of riffs and I'm always practicing, I'm always playing then those riffs just come out and then you're always getting ready for, you're always prepping for a record or a tour or now we're like, we're, we're doing the uh, virtual world tour. It's just always kind of something there where I, I just don't even have time. I don't have like the mental and emotional capacity yet to like start something new. It's kind of a bummer, but uh, hopefully some, sometime I could, uh, I, I could do something. Well, we we'll look forward to maybe hearing something else. Uh, looking forward to catching one of these shows for the virtual world tour. Where can everyone find you or the band? 
Yeah, we're on we're on all of them. Check us out on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that, all that good stuff. Maybe maybe MySpace still out out there somewhere. <laughs> we're pretty much all over the internet, man. And uh, I'm starting to post more. So uh, my my personal Instagram is just Chris Garza, and that's my uh, that's my IG tag. I, I pretty much do my best to answer every uh, message and and comment and stuff, and post some uh, behind the scenes shit. So it's cool. If you guys want to catch me uh, there, then hit me up. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day and looking forward to the tour. You too, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you hang out with some friends and uh, just have some, have some beers and, and have some laughs. <laughs> All right, brother. Look later, man. So that was my conversation with Chris Garza of Suicide Silence. I mean... You know, we just kind of keep beating the dead horse on that, which is something we love doing on this show. But, uh, man, I, I, again, I just, I love the fact that even the band, like, even Chris is like, yeah, I don't really know how this is going to go. We're just as excited to see how this goes, too. And, you know, even when I was like, do you see a lot of bands possibly looking at what you're doing and biting your, biting your idea? And he's just like, oh, you know, people, you know, do this and run with it. You know, we, uh... You know, obviously, we're the first to do it, so, you know, flattered and all that kind of stuff. And what was funny is uh, he actually made a comment, and I had been thinking about it since, and just the, the visual of the idea of, you know, basically, he was talking about, like, you know, we just, we were the first ones through the door, and we're just kind of trying to figure out what we can do. And I just had a visual representation of, like, the band, like, busting through this door and being the first somewhere, and they're all just literally looking around trying to figure out, like, now what, now what, where do we go? And the idea that is, as stupid as that is of a of a thought and idea, it has been very amusing when people have been uh, using that same uh, analogy of like you know we were the first to do something or whatever, and just kind of thinking of just that like holy shit now what uh, aspect of like when you find somewhere new. But yeah, so th- I mean, I'm really hoping that I can catch one of these these shows. I mean, I think the closest it's technically coming to me is uh, Indiana. Um, so I don't know if I'm geo locked out. Uh, being here in Michigan, but I would assume... I mean, that was something I didn't necessarily get into, but it sounded like when I kind of started asking some more technical questions as to how everything was working, it didn't seem like Chris really knew. It was more of the the people they probably hired to handle the technical side of all that shit. So, because I wanted to be like, so Indiana or whatever is the closest you guys are to me, which is a couple hours away, am I going to be able to see it or no? Because otherwise, there's not another show, quote-unquote, where I could watch it. Cause I, but I, I don't know. That, and even on the website, if you, again, go to ssvirtualtour.com, uh, it doesn't necessarily really explain how the geofencing works, like where the boundaries are. Like there's not, as far as I could see, there's not like a map with like, if you live here, you can catch this show and then kind of give you like a nice radius of like what show you should buy the ticket to. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it all seems very complicated at this juncture and we're just going to have to see how it ends up working out, you know. I do hope they put it out as a DVD or something live down the down the road. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, I'm sure they're all looking for reasons to or ways to make money, so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just this whole thing, this whole time period has just been so interesting to see what people are doing, how they're adapting. I mean, Zeo basically is seemingly re-releasing everything they've ever done period ever on vinyl now <laughs> i mean they're trying to um i think in their case it was more just um they would do a vinyl like every time they releases anything on vinyl it sells out in like eight minutes so that's been kind of a kind of an ongoing thing and uh i think the most frustrating part of it is that like a lot of the times i miss out on that eight minutes you know <laughs> it's frustrating but you know i think 
with the stuff they've released now, um, yeah, I think eventually, you know, their goal is to have everything out there. But, like, actually be available, not just be like a, you know, um, don't, well, you missed it. Sorry that you were at work or whatever, but <laughs> you missed out. Yeah, that's, a, that's also the crazy thing about the Suicide Silence thing is if you look at some of these other countries that they're playing in, some of the times are a bit wonky for <laughs> watching a metal show. <laughs> it's a little weird, but, I mean, I think some of it's just done under the assumption that people aren't out doing anything anyway. Yeah, I guess. Which I hate to say it is kind of a... It's sadly a, a, a misnomer, because most people lately, at least where I live, it's just the way... It, like, everybody just kind of goes about their normal daily lives. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, going on with your daily lives, let's wrap up this episode so you can get back to yours. If you would like to keep up with Suicide Silence, it is really easy. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Suicide Silence. If you would like to follow Chris on Instagram, you can find him at his name, Chris Garza. He has been a little bit more active uh, doing the Instagram lives and so forth, so uh, solid uh, follow. Pops in and out every now and again, and I'm sure he'll be a lot busier uh, pumping these uh, live shows and so forth. Uh, Again, if you want to buy tickets to the live show, go to ssvirtualtour.com. Purchase your ticket there uh if it's in your area um and now dan will tell you where he can be found in your area on the interwebs and he's not geofenced in well you know yeah i mean i'm pretty much worldwide you don't have to even you don't have to get a vpn to get around me you know um you can find me on twitter at discuss metal dan you can find me on facebook under daniel terry and you can also find my other podcast discography discussion at discussmetal.com and if you would like to keep up with all things this podcast you can find us simply enough at bruce speak pod head on over to our website brewspeakpod.com everything one-stop shop over there for the podcast get some swag from our store get some pins we still got them and, uh, yeah, anything that you would want to see and know about our show is over there. I think it looks great. Uh, thanks to Jen again over at Purple Jen. Uh, she created the website. If you There's a link to her uh, her business. If you guys need a website being built or whatever, head on over there. Uh, super affordable, super quick turnaround. Couldn't have asked for a better person uh, to help us with this. And uh, speaking of help and people we couldn't do this without, obviously our sponsors – want to thank the bean bastard for always supporting us lacing us with the most delicious coffee and i'm not even the biggest coffee drinker so you know it's good um probably gonna place another order here and uh get some extra goodies to do a giveaway uh probably for some uh reviews or whatever um so be on the lookout for that and uh maybe i'll finally get dan a bag <laughs> yeah dude seriously i'm like falling asleep over here and uh also want to thank Maddie Mullins and On Point Palmade. They are keeping our beards and hair on point. Again, I'll probably have to get some more of that, send Dan some of that as well. And uh, maybe get Maddie on to do something with us soon. Uh, I know he's been talking about it, but he's been too busy grilling, making just the most delicious-looking food porn over on his Instagram. He's got one of those nice Traeger grills. I need to get one. Um, that sounds really nice. Yeah, it does. And uh, so thanks to On Point Palmade. Use our code BSP15. Save 15% off your total purchase order. Keep your beard and hair looking on point. And lastly but not leastly is Rockabilia.com. Want to thank them for supporting us during this time. Head on over to their website where you will find over 500,000 items for sale. They have pretty much anything you could possibly want. I'm sure there's Suicide Silent stuff I haven't looked. But, I mean, everything that we've posted so far episode-wise, they have. Um uh, 
pretty sure all your wildest dreams will come true. I mean, yeah. you know, we can help you make that an affordable dream by using our code BREW15 and saving 15% off your total purchase order. Uh, that can't be combined with the pop-up ad that shows up for a 10% off, just so you're aware. Um, so use our code, help us out, support us, and support Rockabilia. And uh, another great thing about this, especially during these pandemic times, you don't have to worry about the integrity of the products. They are 100% officially licensed through the bands. So not only are you supporting Rockabilia, but you're supporting the bands that you love as well. So it's a win-win-win all the way across the board. So thank you to all of our sponsors, and thank you for supporting us. And for the Brutally Speaking Podcast, I am John. And I am Dan. We will talk to you all next week for our 250th episode. It's going to be a banger. Don't miss it.